And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Divisional round of the NFL playoffs are here, and we are here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast and the Athletic Football Show to get you ready for this weekend's games from a betting perspective. I am Michael Beller, your host, joined as always, by Vic Tafer. Vic, how you doing today? Doing good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited for this weekend. Last weekend uh, lived up to the billing, right? Our first six-game playoff weekend in the NFL, and it was a lot of fun. Back to the usual four games that we have been uh, accustomed to for quite a while now, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but before we can look forward to it, let's just take a quick look back last weekend. Uh, what, what came... What, did you take away from last weekend from a betting perspective? Did any team open your eyes? Who were you most impressed with? Are you taking anything from last week and applying it to this week? Yeah, I was going to say, first off, that's a lot of football. Watching it six was, games yeah. in, in two days, that's uh, that's quite a toll. But uh, my biggest takeaways were the Ravens. I remembered back when we talked before the season about how, how much I liked them and their, their roster and the, where they were built. And they definitely impressed me the way they bounced back against the Titans, a team that's had a number in the last couple of years. That was an impressive win, both defensively and offensively. And I'm actually going to change my mind this week because of it. So the, the, for me, the biggest takeaway was that was the Ravens. Yeah, ten nothing they got down in that game, and I was I was on the Titans last week. That was one of the games I picked incorrectly, and I was feeling very good after Tennessee got up ten nothing, and then from there on, it was just a completely dominant performance by the Ravens. They ended up outscoring the Titans twenty to three from that point forward, and even though the Titans had multiple bites at it, right? They had the bizarre punt by Mike Vrabel down by four points from Baltimore's 40 on a fourth and two with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were only down four points at that time. Then they got the ball back down seven. Technically, they were never anywhere close to being out of that game, but it once the Ravens took the lead, it felt as though they had total control of that game. That's going to be a fun one we've got this week. Buffalo and Baltimore, one of our couple of games on Saturday. Uh, you went four and two a week ago, so congratulations to you. Off to a hot start. I went three and three last week, so a little bit ahead of me uh, in terms of that. Those are our absolute picks. Again, as we run through these games, we're going to make picks on every single game, not necessarily playing them for real by putting money down on them. We're here to talk about the games, talk them through, help guide your uh, decision-making processes uh, over the rest of the week and over the weekend. And we'll let you know which games we're actually going to play and which ones we're just talking about for the sake of conversation. Uh, Saturday, everything gets kicked off in divisional round in the NFC with the Packers and the Rams. The Packers are six and a half point favorites. Uh, 45 and a half is the over-under. Uh, Los Angeles just totally controlled that game against Seattle. Another one of those games 
games that uh, was scoreboard close, but felt like the Rams were totally in control of it, really, from start to finish. And they lose John Wolford. Jared Goff comes in. He can't really quite throw the ball uh, the way that uh, we would be used to seeing from him. But still, that defense and Cam Akers uh, dominated the game, getting the Rams to the victory and moving them on to face Green Bay. Of course, this is the first that we have seen Green Bay in this uh, year's playoffs after having the week off as the NFC's one seed a week ago. They are appropriately laying close to a touchdown here. Where are you going on this one, Vic? You feeling the Packers? You feeling the Rams? You were all over the Rams as a potential uh, upset Super Bowl selection. Are you sticking with that, or do you think the Packers can ultimately cover in this one? Yeah, I chickened out. I was definitely <laughs> all over the all over the Rams uh, a week ago, but and that was a great game. They played uh, just a phenomenal game defensively, like they were dominant. But um, just the injuries you mentioned. I mean, Aaron Donald obviously going to play, but not a hundred percent. Wolford is is done, and Jared Goff. I mean, he's had trouble with ten fingers. Now he's got nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I really like my nine fingered quarterback in, in the snow, or the cold weather in Green Bay. So I am definitely. Uh, Chickening out, I'm off the Rams, and I'm on the Packers. It's got the feeling of a game where the Rams' defense is going to keep it close early, but it's going to get worn down and worn down and worn down, and you can only stop this Green Bay offense so many times without getting anything from your own offense. And so if you don't have the confidence in the Rams' offense being able to at least make this a – 20 to 17 or 24 to 21 style of game. It's hard to back the Rams and I'm on the same train with you here. We've seen this uh, so many times in Aaron Rodgers career when he plays the Bears, when the Bears are a one-sided team that has a very good defense and an offense that just can't hack it. And they keep it close over the first half and then the Packers pull away in the second half. We just saw that in week 17, a game that was closer than I expected it to be through the first half. But then you give Aaron Rodgers that many opportunities and your offense doesn't do anything for you. He's eventually going to be able to take advantage of any defense, no matter how good it is, if it is playing uh, at less than 100% in terms of stamina. You throw the Aaron Donald injury on there, and that is where things, I I think, start to go off the rails a little bit for the Rams. The one thing I think that they do have going for them in a big way in this game, Vic, is actually, you know what? There are two things I think they have going for them. The fact that they can run the ball. That's been the Packers' defense bugaboo all season. And we see we have seen Cam Akers over the second half of the season and last week against the Seahawks really take control of this backfield and turn the run game into a weapon in a way that we haven't really seen since, what was that, 2018? Yeah, the Super, Super Bowl Todd Gurley. We really haven't seen that from the Rams since then. And uh, we, we've seen uh, him be able to take the offense to a level where they're able to control the ball and control the clock. And I think that could work for them. And then Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams is something uh, that I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey wins that battle necessarily, but it is something that could play to the Rams' favor. But again, I, I am getting to a point where you're really talking about a lot of dominoes stacking up in a row for the Rams, and I just can't get there. So I am with you on the Packers, and it's one I'm going to play too. I'm probably avoiding the total. I could see the total going either way here at 45 and a half. Uh, I'm not going to be making any plays there, but I'm not only leaning the Packers. It's one uh, that I don't yet have any money on, but I can promise you I will by the time this one kicks off on Saturday. Uh, how confident are you in this one? Is it one you're going to play or one we're just talking about here and you're going to pass? Yeah, I'm going to play all four. I mean, I'm going to go for it. But, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I just think um, – plus we even mentioned Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup hasn't practiced because of his knee injury, and that's a big deal. If he's even – he probably will play, but he won't be his normal self. So I just think, like you mentioned, Cam, I love Cam Akers, but mm-hmm. the Packers should be able to stack the box and not really pay the price for it. So I think it um, 
Yeah, I think, I think the Packers are, are the play here. It, it's just right. There's just too many things. There's too many things here uh, to be working against a team going up against not only a one seed, not only on the road in adverse weather conditions. We know it's going to be cold in Green Bay. You really can't expect anything else uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the middle of January than some cold temperatures. Uh, but just they're the best team in the NFC. I, I think they proved that over the balance of the season, and they go into the playoffs hot. And it's just a lot of factors stacking up against the Rams. To want to play them here. I, if we were talking Rams against the Saints in the Superdome, maybe it's a little bit different. But we're not talking that. We're talking Rams and the Packers. We're both on the Packers here and both willing to play this one too. So uh, feeling good about Green Bay being able to move on to the NFC Championship game. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, next game up is the first game in the AFC. This is the Saturday nightcap. We hinted at it already. Bills and Ravens. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. We've got an over-under sitting at 50. This one's been going back and forth, but it's been living in the low 50s, and so you can expect it to be uh, going off there when this game actually does kick off on Saturday evening. We're on different pages here, Vic, so I'll let you take it away first. You like the Ravens. I like the Bills. What has you on the Ravens here? Yeah, just like I mentioned last week, I was definitely on the Bills before the game last week, but I was really impressed with not only the Ravens' defense, the pressure, and their secondary, but also Lamar Jackson. I mean, obviously he can run the ball, but he made some passes on the sideline I was impressed with. So I think he's definitely got his confidence back after a rough stretch during the season. I think they're in a good spot. I think nothing to lose. Kind of everyone thinks the Bills are going to advance. So um, and Plus the weather. I think the weather might be a factor. It's supposed to be, I think, a 40% chance of snow. And so the running team usually does better yeah. in those kind of conditions than the passing team. So those are the reasons why I'm on the Ravens. See, people want to default to thinking that the team that is you know, from that city is going to have the advantage with the weather. That is not true when it comes to this game, right? Uh, 
bad weather, snow, that's going to hit a passing team way more than it hits a running team. The Bills are one of not only the past happiest teams, but the best passing teams in the league all season. And so if weather is a factor, it is going to be a negative for the Bills and a positive for the Ravens. It's not like these guys grew up in Buffalo and now are playing for the Buffalo professional football team. They just happened to end up there to play professional football. So this is definitely a weather slant that would favor the visiting Baltimore Ravens. The reason why I do still like the Bills is really coming down to the line here. The line sitting at two and a half. Um, it's been under three pretty much this entire time. Maybe it gets down to two. Maybe it even gets down to one and a half. We're not going to see it swing over to Baltimore being favored. But no matter where you're playing it, you're going to have Baltimore favored or Buffalo favored, excuse me, probably somewhere between one and a half and two and a half. And basically what that's asking you to do is pick the better team. It's not very often that we see a team be favored by one and a half or two points and cover or uh, not not win the game outright, no matter what side of it you're backing, even if you're backing the dog, right? It's not likely that this is going to be a one-point game. And so I still think the Bills are the better team. I still look at what the Bills have done and the body of work that they've put up all season and feel as though they go into this as the better team. Uh, we know that they still have some injuries that they're dealing with in their receiver core, but Stephon Diggs, was fine last week. Cole Beasley, a little bit gimpy, but still fine, still brought to the table what you expect from Cole Beasley. The fact that we had no catches out of a, a healthy John Brown was a little bit of a surprise. No catches on four targets. Zach Moss, done for the playoffs, so that's going to be a little bit of a tricky element for Buffalo to figure out with how they uh, get Devin Singletary a little bit more touches. Maybe they fold in the recently uh, assigned Devontae Freeman, who is right now sitting on the practice squad, but have to imagine uh, that he could be activated for this game uh, on Saturday. I I just still think that they're going to be the better team in this game, and I think it's going to be a game that really is defined by the offenses. Uh, You say uh, that Baltimore's defense looked really good against Tennessee. Uh, They created a lot of pressure. They did a great job of slowing down and basically shutting down Derrick Henry, and all that's true, but this still feels like a game that will be defined by the offenses and defined by the quarterbacks, and this is not necessarily a Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson pick, but again, the two and a half, the better team playing at home, it all adds up to me wanting to play the Bills. So that is where I am ultimately going with this one. I will play it. You said you're playing all four, so you will play the Ravens. I will play the Bills. Anything on the total, I kind of like the over. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to play it, but again, I feel like unless weather is a real factor, that the over is going to be the way to go here. It's uh, something that I'm going to hold off on until Saturday so we actually see what the weather is in Buffalo, but that would be the way that I trend in this game. How about you? Yeah, I can see that. I definitely, I mean, much respect to Josh Allen. He's so much better than he was a year ago. I know that Ravens gave him trouble last year, but different quarterback. I mean, he's definitely more accurate, definitely uh, more resilient and more resourceful. So, uh, yeah, definitely it's a, it's a tough game. I definitely think it'll be a great game to watch. Best game of the weekend, do you think? I think so. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so do I. I think this is going to be the, the most uh, contested game of the weekend. I think it's going to be the most fun game of the weekend when you consider the personalities of these two teams and these two offenses. I think we see some fireworks from both quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a really fun one, certainly. And uh, obviously, uh, assuming the chalk plays in the other AFC game, uh, the Chiefs will not have uh, an easy road in the AFC Championship game. Who, No matter who wins, Buffalo or Baltimore, Chiefs will have their hands full, assuming they're able to get past the Browns. And hey, that takes us right into Sunday and our first game on Sunday. It is the Chiefs and the Browns. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites. 57 is the over-under in this game. I'm probably staying away from this one, Vic. 
if I was going to play it, you know, I'm starting off the week thinking Browns, 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 but 10 points is a lot of points. Kansas City hasn't covered a spread since, well, like week eight. Every single win they've had since then has been six points or fewer. And, I mean, you remember this, Vic, in the regular season. I just kept coming back to the Chiefs being like, this is the Chiefs, seven and a half, eight and a half, whatever. They're going to cover, and they just never quite got over the hump, and they never quite covered spreads. When it came to covering spreads, they just haven't been a super efficient team this year. Six, nine, and one against the spread the Chiefs are on the season, and that includes week 17 when they sat all their starters, but take that off the board. Six, eight, and one against the spread with Patrick Mahomes out there, and that's just not what you would be uh, accustomed to seeing from you know the best offense, the defending Super Bowl champion, the best quarterback in the league, everything lined up, and they just haven't covered a ton of spreads. Now we're asking them to cover 10 against a Cleveland team that has won 12 games, including the playoff win, absolutely deserves to be in this position. And so I start off the week thinking it's going to be Cleveland, but now here I am making a pick, and I think if I was going to go one way in this game, I'm going with the Chiefs. How about you? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, on the Chiefs. I think um, you mentioned takeaways from last week, and besides the, the Ravens, um, I was just alarmed by how wide open the Steelers receivers were, even before they were down, even when they were losing that, you know, they gave away 28 points at the start of the game. But you know, one was a bad snap, and there were two deflected interceptions. But, I mean, the Steelers receivers were wide open the entire game. So, I guess the Chiefs, with a week off to prepare, that's not going to work. I just think that the Chiefs' offense catches fire this week. And I know you mentioned they haven't really been hitting the number at all. They've kind of been coasting the last two months, but – now it's probably a time they're going to get going. I think that the Browns' defense just can't match up. And uh, also, Baker Mayfield, I mean, obviously they won last week, but I'm not sure what that that win said about him rather than just, you know, if you're up, t- up 28-0 in the first quarter, it's a lot easier to play quarterback. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good spot for the Chiefs. I'm, I'm definitely not um, not a Browns believer. I think uh, Kevin Stefanski should have stayed in the basement, I think. I think it's <laughs> I think it's bad luck if you win your first playoff game in, you know, in 30 yeah, years and you're in the basement. Years. Why would you come out of the basement? It's Honestly, crazy, that's right? working for you. Yeah, yeah right? Nuts. I bet every Browns fan in the world, right? Browns fans aren't going to be changing what they're doing. They're all going to be probably wearing what they wore last Sunday, sitting in the exact same seats, watching with the same people, doing everything the same. And now you've got the head coach totally throwing things out of whack, coming out of the basement, getting back on the sidelines. I mean, just not believing at all in in superstition. Uh, you know, if this were a regular season game, what would we be saying? We'd be saying prime letdown spot for the Browns. They got this huge emotional win over a division rival, a division rival that has kept them down for years and years and years. They get this big win. It was a game where they were coasting in the first half, where they took the lead right away on the bad snap over Ben Roethlisberger's head. We would just be, I mean, that would just be, this would be the prime letdown of all letdowns, now having to go on the road facing an obviously superior Kansas City team. And it feels almost like we don't want to say that because it's the playoffs. And because, like I said, this is a team that has won 12 games this season. The Browns are not here by some fluke. The fact that they got up 28-0 in the first quarter and the way that they did it was a little bit, I don't know if fluky is the right word, it's unlikely because of the way it happened. Snap over Roethlisberger's heads, the uh, the interceptions that were just barely out of the reach, Ben was missing high on a lot of his throws, um, you know, that was just, it's not something, it's not a repeatable script. Uh, and, and so it feels like the Browns have uh, put themselves in a position to be maybe a little bit more competitive in this game, or we expect them to be a little bit more competitive in this game than a sober uh, breaking down of the units on both sides would suggest it to be. I'm probably going to stay away, but I, I'm with you on you know the Chiefs having the week off, getting a little bit of rest. Andy Reid coming off a bye. We know the story there. One of the best coaches in the NFL, one of the best coaches in NFL history coming off a bye 
And that's exactly what we've got here for the Chiefs and the Browns. So we are both on the Chiefs feeling good about them being able uh, to control this game against the Browns. And if it it does end up being the case, uh, the Browns and Browns fans, no reason to hang their head. What a season uh, it has been for this Cleveland team. And I do think that they are set up nicely for the future. But still, need a little bit better than that to be able to take down the Chiefs in Arrowhead or at least stay close with the Chiefs. Neither of us see that happening. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, last game on the docket. We both like the Packers. If we are right, who are they going to face in the NFC Championship game? Are they going to face the Saints or are they going to face the Buccaneers? Uh, Saints are three-point favorites against the Bucs. 52 is the over-under in this game. Uh, Most places I'm seeing it, Vic, have that minus three sitting at minus 120, so a little bit more juice uh, than than the standard minus 110. So, you know, maybe it's going to be minus three. Maybe it's going to be three and a half. Three and a half, you have to imagine, would come back down to the minus 110. Uh, I would maybe even get it up to minus three and a half to pay the 110 because I really like the Saints here. I think the Saints minus three uh, is my favorite bet of the week, rivaling the Packers, minus six and a half. But uh, I really like the Saints here. Uh, I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm going to hand it off to you. All the hooey that you hear about, oh, it's hard to beat a team three times, uh, that's just narrative. That is nonsense. This will be the 22nd time that this has happened in NFL history where a team, where two teams meet three times with that third meeting coming in the playoffs. The team that is 2-0 going into those that third meeting is 14-7. and has won two-thirds of the game. So, it's not necessarily the hardest thing in the world to beat a team three times when you're the better team. I think the Saints are. Where are you on this? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Uh, in fact, I look at the uh, some of the numbers on the season, and uh, I was a little surprised. I mean, I thought this was the case, but a little surprised it was this big that the uh, the Bucks are 9-0 against teams with uh, losing records, and uh, they're 2-5 and against teams that are 500 or better. So definitely, I think they definitely – the two losses to the Saints were not fluky at all. I think they don't do well against good teams – uh, I think they're secondary suspect. And um, so, yeah, I think the Saints win uh, pretty easily. You know, the Saints are one of the few teams in the NFL where we could say that here we are, divisional round weekend, week 19 of the NFL season, and they're as healthy as they've been all year, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, when you consider what Michael Thomas dealt with, and, you know, Drew Brees obviously uh, had his injury issues, uh, they've, they're as healthy as they've been offensively. And it, I think it just comes down to them being, like I said, excuse me, like I said, with Buffalo, I just think they're the better team here. And so getting them at three almost feels like a gift. It feels to me like this should be a little bit closer to where the Packers are. I don't think it should be a six and a half point spread, but I think this should be sitting at four, four and a half or five, somewhere in that range. And so to get them at three, three and a half feels like a little bit of a gift. And it feels like we are 
overrating a little bit what happened, how slow things went for them against the Bears a week ago. And you know, say what you will about the Bears and how deserving they were of being in the playoffs, I would say not deserving at all. That defense is still good, and that defense still comes to play every week and is basically able to execute what it wants to do. The Bears' defense is pretty good at limiting big plays, at slowing opposing offenses down. Eventually, that offense being the better team is going to get what it needs to to win games and cover spreads, as we saw very often this season and as we saw for the Saints a week ago. But the Bears have a way of slowing offenses down that the Bucks, I just don't think they do, even though they have a good defense, as you said, some secondary issues. And I think that's really where the Saints are going to be able to take advantage of this team, of the Buccaneers, and take advantage of this matchup. So I really do like the Saints. Is there – paint me the picture. What happens for us to be wrong here? What? How does this game go in the Bucks' favor? Well, I think the, the one thing is Tom Brady. I mean, I was saying that's the reason the spread is, is as low as it is because obviously people respect and, and fear Tom Brady. He looked great last week. I mean, the Redskins, I'm sorry, Washington football team didn't get a lot of pressure on him. They had some big numbers and some nice throws. So obviously he has the resume. He has the pedigree. He has the, you know, never gets, he's a robot, never gets old. So if he has a Tom Brady-like game and outplays Drew Brees, then yeah, they could definitely win this game. So I think he's definitely the X factor. If he has, you know, if he elevates his game to what he has done in the past Super Bowl runs, then you and I are going to be losers in, in this one. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, and no, uh, no offense to Tom Brady, but I would much rather be a, he, he's he's got plenty of winning, right? He's done plenty of winning. I would I would much rather yeah I would much rather you and I get a win in this one than Tom Brady gets to add to his uh, to his playoff lore. I think this is going to be a fun game too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we were talking about both of the first games of the days: uh, Packers Rams on Saturday, Chiefs Browns on Sunday, being. You know, they're, this playoff football, we're very excited. There are eight teams left. Every game's a must-watch. But I wouldn't be surprised if we ultimately talked about those games as sort of snoozers as far as the playoff football pantheon goes. But I think both nightcaps, Ravens, Bills, and Saints Buccaneers are going to be fun, closely contested, well-played games where you feel like both teams have a shot almost all the way through. But I do think the Saints ultimately get this one. Um, so let's run through really quickly. So you are on the Packers, Ravens, Chiefs, and Saints. Give me a one to four confidence ranking in those four, with one being the most confident and four being the least. Uh, the most confident, I think, is the Chiefs. I believe that the Browns are, um, like you said, they're probably celebrating all week, and I think they still match up well. And four would probably be the um, the Packers and Rams, just because I was in the Rams so strongly a week ago, I totally changed course. So uh, I'm not that crazy where I'm, I'm, I'm gung ho about about being wrong a week ago. So um, four is my least confident. It will be the it'll be the, the Packers. My most confident, like I said, it's between the Packers and the Saints actually. But I'm going to go Saints, then Packers then Chiefs, and then Bills. Again, a game where I'm mostly just playing the fact that I think the Bills are the better team and a win is almost certainly going to equal a cover for them. And really what I'll probably end up doing in this one, Vic, as I play it, is just probably play the Chiefs down to the money line. Um, If I'm that, if I feel that good about them winning, the last thing I want to do is have them win by two and be quote, right about them and right about them winning, but wrong on my bet because I played them at two and a half. So that's really the way I look at the Bills is not to play the two and a half, more to play the money line and just get the win for them, get the win for me. That's a that's a bet alteration that I'm looking at this week. Other than that, I'm probably going to keep everything where it's at. Saints minus three, Packers minus six and a half, Chiefs minus 10. I don't really want to play around uh, too much with any of those. I could see some money line 
parlay uh, opportunities uh, here with really all of those teams. But when we're just talking about the games individually, the one where I probably come off the line itself and just go to a money line is on the Bills. Anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap up this show? No, so you could also tease. You could tease the Chiefs and the Saints if that's what you want to do that. I mean, yeah. teasers are not my friend, but it's uh, one option. I had the Bills on a teaser last week with uh, the Steelers, so I was feeling great until, uh, <laughs> until the first quarter of that Steelers game. But um, Oh, my God. Yeah, but that would be one way to get down from that, that big number on, on the Chiefs game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Tease the uh, tease the Chiefs with really almost anyone. I mean, uh, I, you know, it looks actually kind of nice as a, uh, a Chiefs-Packers teaser. Uh, teasers, for those of you out there, not sure. Uh, you've got a, a lot of different ways. Basically, you're just lowering the spread. The standard teaser number is six points. So uh, instead of the Packers being minus six and a half, they would be minus a half point. Or if you wanted to go the other way, the Rams, instead of being plus six and a half, would be plus 12 and a half. Uh, the Chiefs would be minus four instead of minus 10. And that's a good way to do it, actually. That's kind of a cute one now that we're talking it through here, Vic. Chiefs minus four, Packers minus a half. So Packers money line. Uh, that looks like an attractive teaser. And that's also the way that's the way that I like to tease is let's let you know, let's get them down basically to the money line. Let's get one game down to the money line. Feel pretty good about that. Feel good again about the Packers uh, taking care of business against the Rams. So what do we have? We have different, we have different championship games. I have chalk is chalk and get Packers versus saints uh, chiefs versus bills. You've got Packers versus saints. We're on that same page in the NFC, but you like a chiefs Ravens. AFC Championship game. And wouldn't that be fun? The AFC Championship game we thought we were getting last year. The Titans blew that up. Maybe we get it this year and then we revisit. But that's uh, you're feeling good about that after you had the Rams Super Bowl not going that way anymore. Packers, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens. Yeah, I've totally backtracked, man. One week <laughs> I'm, I'm fickle. I totally chickened out the whole thing. I, I watched enough football where I – didn't believe in my own convictions, so we'll, we'll see what happens. It's the beautiful thing about week-to-week gambling. You would buy, you're on the, Ravens, the Rams last week. You thought they were going to the Super Bowl. They deliver for you last week, and now I you know. can come off of them and go to the Packers. It's beautiful. That's also kind of sad. I mean, they came through for me. I'm like, nah, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> nah, get, get out of here. All you I'm, did tired was, of you. I'm tired of you guys. Uh, all you did was go to Seattle and take down Russell Wilson and move on. Not, not, uh, not impressed. Not, not impressed, impressed at all. all. Absolutely. Hey. I'm with you totally, and without a fully healthy Aaron Donald, I think they really do struggle against the Packers. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everything gets going on Saturday with the Packers and Rams, and we got Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, Saints, Buccaneers. Hopefully, we helped steer you in the right direction on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast and the Athletic Football Show. Vic and I will be back here next week to talk championship weekend. Will we be right about uh, Packers and Saints? Will one of us be right with our AFC championship game matchup? Obviously, we'll know before we all sit down and talk again, but hopefully we're at least one for one in the NFC and then one of us gets things right in the AFC. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Good luck with all the plays that you make over the weekend. We will talk to you soon. See you later. This was The Athletic Football Show.